back. Promise me you'll be right back. I promise. Greetings, beautiful divine people. You are hearing again from the heart doctor. I am working on this fifth season, speaking on relationships. I'm getting to the nitty gritty, the dirt. I'm getting to the the clay and mire of relationships. So today I will be speaking on the ring. Yes. I never knew one piece of jewelry will affect someone's decision so much. The ring. Can you imagine a, a piece of jewelry, some gold, silver, diamonds, sapphire, that that would affect someone's life so much? And... Marriage affects the woman and the man. But just doing my research, I found three questions. And those three questions were, well, the question was, why do men avoid talking about marriage unless forced? And it was three options, A, B, and C. A was women are ready before us. B, don't avoid it. Just don't stress about it. And C was, we'll be okay if it, if it was not happening. To my unbelief, A was 30, 36% of men. B was 49% and C was 15%. So 30, 30% of men believe, uh, believe the reason why they didn't, they were, they were avoiding talking about marriage or being in a marriage. And B, the 49% and C, the 15%. So let me just do my, Stats here. If if they ask a hundred men these questions, sixty four would have said 
women are ready before us. 51, which is B, would have said they don't avoid it. They just don't stress about it. And in the last, not least, C, 80, 85 of, of 100 men would have said we'll be okay if it wasn't, if it didn't happen. Now, that amazes me because I see, I hear, and again, being a woman, it's, it's as if a guys avoid marriage. And, and the weirdest thing is marriage benefit the man more than a woman. I explain. If you looked at the life of a bachelor and you looked at the life of a married man, you would see some similarities. You would see some things, some clear differences. And one, one thing I've learned from looking at different studies is that married men earn more money. They live longer. They are more incorporated with the community. That means they're more ver- uh, flexible and ver- versatile because they actually have to deal with other people. They're most they're most they're more sociable and and they're and also they're more responsible and they're healthier. Now the bachelors are the complete opposite. They don't live as long. They're less responsible with money. They they're more depressed, believe it or not, and they spend more time with their friends. Now it's ups and downs because it's pros and cons to this because men that's married have complained about spending less time with friends. Having more, uh, some have said to have less freedom, but they've always also said they have more accountability in their partner. So you do the math, and it's a lot of reasons why a guy would not want to get married. And just looking at the stats and looking at my everyday life, there's a lot of reasons why a guy would avoid marriage. And speaking, just speaking to other men and just doing my research, just how I get this information. I have guy friends, I have a father, and I, you know, I even have a Facebook page that I post on there, and I get a lot of guys to post on there, and also I'm in different groups. So I ask these different questions, so it's not like me just coming top of my head. But I believe guys are afraid of the transition. And there is a transition that a guy has to go through that a woman don't have to go through. And I explain why. The reason why men have to go through a transition and a woman really don't is because how how we're raised. Or how we're trained or, you know, how we're cultivated in our belief systems. A woman, like I've said in in prior segments, is that women, we're given dolls, we're given easy bake ovens, we get we're given books to read. We I mean as 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 a woman myself, I've been given 
toys and different things that cultivate that, that, that will cultivate more responsibility. I've been given responsibility as a child, unknowingly through having to bathe and have to take care of my stepmother and uh, have to have to deal with my, my father, you know, being an alcoholic. But when, when he wasn't, but when he was sober, you know, he, he was there, you know, having to take care of my brother. I've had a lot of responsibilities. I have to pay bills before I even knew what a bill was. But thankfully, my father have been seven years sober. Our relationship has been mended and everything. And my stepmother, she passed, as well as my birth mother and my brother, my my godbrother. I haven't seen him in years. Last I saw him, he was he got a girl pregnant. He was sixteen years old. He has be he has to be like eighteen now. But in my life, I've had to uh, just take in a lot of responsibilities from early on. And younger men, uh, young boys, I'm not saying they don't have to take responsibilities, but when you look at the toys, you, want, you look at the trucks, when you look at all these different things, you see they're giving trucks and firefighter fire trucks, and they, they're, giving, they're giving things that's outside of the home. And looking, even looking back at, at, at history, women were domesticated earlier on than men. Men, I mean, women were more subjugated or more subject to be sex items. Even in slavery, the, the, the father would sell his daughter just for however, however much money the guy would give him. Now, you don't really hear about young men being sold off for sex, but the young men were sent off to work. And again, I believe that young men or young boys were cultivated to work, 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 work. So I'm not saying that men are not cultivated for responsibilities, but the responsibilities, they differ. That's what I'm, I'm striving to show a difference between. Women were more domesticated. Women were taught think, how to do things in a house, how to stay in. But the guys were taught how to do things outside of the home. And I think that dynamic has played out so much in, in our lives. You see the men, the men, they, they have more freedom, supposedly. But a woman, she, she's supposed to be just... This stay at home wife. She's supposed to be. She's supposed to be that. She's supposed to be the nurture for the for the child or the children, and so it it differs. But when it comes to marriage, the man benefits more because he gets more responsibilities. He gets more uh, better health. He even earns more money. He even lives longer. And seeing that bachelors or single men that they are depressed and they live shorter lives. I mean, that, that his home, even though I'm not a guy, it's just, I've heard from other guys tell me this and I've seen, and I've done the research and I've asked the questions. I know guys, I know guys personally who's in relationships and who's not relationships. Those guys are stressed out. Single men are stressed out more than the married men. Now the married men, I've, I've known that they complain more about their wives, but they're still happy because they have someone to 
to hold and they have someone to protect. And even there's this Arthur by the name of Steve Knock. He has this book that's entitled Marriage, Marriage and Men's Lives. And he has this wise saying that he says that's in the book. And it says men began to see themselves as fathers, providers and protectors when they transitioned to marriage. And that hit home for me. And I actually, you know, just looking at the research, looking at the different men in my life and the different things they've had to say. One of the things I realized. One of the biggest complaints is a man saying a woman wants them to commit before they're ready. And I wonder, will they will you guys ever be ready? For that, if you're not already in that position. And why are you so afraid of that transition? Why are you so afraid of growing up? You know, do you think you're going to get less time with your boys? Do you think you're going to have some financial losses in your life? I mean, it it's, it's, it's definitely has a lot of benefits with being married. Marriage actually strengthens part parts of you that you didn't know that you need that need to be strengthened. I actually addressed in nagging the different the different benefits of nagging and that a woman will not nag you, quote unquote, air quotes. I wouldn't I wouldn't say the term nagging, but I'm just using term not this terminology because it's out there. A woman will only nag you when she cares about you. And I even referred to why did I get married? No. I should have. I did refer to why I get married, but it's also another. It's another movie that that's by Tyler Perry, the diary of mad black woman. And if you uh, know, that's what Shamar Moore. Kimberly, Kimberly Lisa is, is in it. And in. That's the wrap up. This the message and everything I'm trying to just bring home here is that. Charles was a husband. He cheated on her with this beautiful, mixed, beautiful woman. You know, woman that looked totally different than Elise because Elise is a beautiful chocolate. I say mid-tone, mid-tone to chocolate. This melanated woman. Okay. But he cheated on her with her. And he went on to live with, with this other woman. And he... Supposed to have a son by her and everything. Why Kimberly, at least she can have his children. She she had a lot of miscarriages because of stress. I don't know what it's due to, but she had a lot of miscarriages. But anyways, he left this. He left her. She she moved on with her life. She grew, became, became a better woman and, and knew herself and, you know, developed more sense of power within herself. But as, as the movie went on, Charles got shot. So he ended up being paralyzed while he was in the hospital. The side chick or the woman that he chose over her. She pretty much uh, stated that, oh, let him die. But it was the woman that nagged him. It was the woman that got on his nerves. It was the woman that was there for him from day one. They said, no, he has no, let him live. Do whatever you have to do to save his life. And this woman, she was shocked. Like you're, you're, uh, you're his ex-wife or you, you, uh, you know, so pretty much stating that the Kimberly Lee's character was no longer with him, but 
the irony in that is that the woman that was there for him, the woman that nurtured him, the woman that wanted to see the change in him, or quote unquote what other was called what others would call nagging, that's the woman that that actually saved his life. But the woman that he probably have any issues with or whatnot, that's the woman that wanted him to die. She didn't care about him. This woman didn't care anything. She even took his money. She took everything. She took his clothes. And Kimberly at least was left to nurture a broken man who could not walk. And she nurtured him to health where he can walk. She took him to his therapies and et cetera. But I believe that dynamic really plays and hones in on the gift or just the message that guys, you need to appreciate what you have when you have it. Because, you know, everything that glitters ain't gold, basically. And the thing is, a woman that would or the woman a woman that would actually quote unquote nag you, air quotes, or that will want to see you be better or to see you go through that transition from boy to man or boy to a man, then that's the woman you want to marry. That's the woman you want to keep. But that's not always the case. You know, sometimes guys would choose women that's easier, that's more convenient, that is accepting of their lower selves or the selves that's not healthy. They will not promote health in them. They will not pro- promote them to be their best selves. And I believe that that's, that's part of a big fear because you don't want to grow up. So you will choose a woman of a less lesser caliber than you really deserve. And even being a woman of high caliber myself, I find that I find that some guys, not all, I find that some of the guys that I've involved myself with, they've, for the, for the lack of better words, they've pushed me to the side. And anytime I, I give them what I'm about, my standards, you know, about my life and how I want to just be, I want to be a light in their lives. I want to be someone that will actually make their lives better than it is right now. I want us to work on our business together. I want to work on our credit score. I want to, I want to help more children. I want to cultivate my, uh, my two daughters lives. And I want to, for them to have a stepfather figure in their life or father figure in their lives, even though they have a father, but again, we're not together. So it's a different type of dynamic there. We co-parent my ex-husband and I. But I want someone that's going to be currently in my life romantically as my life partner. And when I express this, the lower grade of men, they would run. They'd be infatuated. Oh, you're beautiful. All this great stuff. But the higher grade of men would see that as a great thing. And so it's the same dynamic and the reason why men will run out of fear of being transitioned to that man. And just like Steve, Steve, I mean, Steve Knock mentions, men begin to see themselves as fathers, as providers and protectors when they transition into marriage. 
So marriage actually is more beneficial to a man. Now, it's different things that a marriage can give to a woman. Because see, the thing is, we're already walking into the, into that queenship or that empress already. Because we already taught how to have responsibilities. See, a woman, we, we, we can just take a man's name. We get security out of relationships. You know what I'm saying? We get that, we get that protection from, from men out of relationships. We get children. We get family out of those relationships. You know, we, we can take on a man's name. That's honor for a woman. Even back in the day, for a woman to get a, a man's name, that was honor for her. But if a woman was bearing, especially in the Bible, she, she was seen as a curse. And I believe that overall, men or women, want, uh, like these are, these are the main things you can get out of marriage. Security is one. Sex is two. Yes. You have a compatible, hopefully compatible. That's a whole nother segment, though. You would get you would get sex on a constant basis. So you, you have more access to sex with that person instead of having to go to different people or whatever you whatever you're doing now. Sex is available. And the children or family. I think a lot of us, we crave community we crave to be we, we we crave that closeness with people and i believe it's a god sent because the fact that we crave it so much i think that's something that god has given us as an innate ability as humans we want to connect and children are the biggest ways that we can can connect to the world because children literally is our dna and so in family and community and even looking at uh, looking back at the studies and different things I've stated before, married men are more incorporated with the community than single men. Now, I'm not saying all single men, all married men are this, you know, just looking at the stats here. But married men, they're more sociable. They're more integrated because when you look at the uh, when you look at the married couples, they have the couple night 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 outs. They connect with other people, and and usually, if the woman is sociable, or usually it's the woman that introduced the guy to other guys. You know, and even in my past, being an ex-military wife, I remember meeting other military wives. We'll hang out, and the husbands will be kind of resistant to speak. But, you know, it's usually it was us. I mean, it was me. It was the women that would introduce the men to the men. And then they would come cool in some kind of way. Sometimes they didn't. If they did, they met other people. And the women really, and from, from my experience, I was the one planning the parties. I was the one planning the events. I was the one going out and reaching out to other people. Not him. He was a more stay-at-home person. Now, sometimes it can depend on the personalities as well. So it may differ concerning your roles or where you are and who you are and your purpose and drive and everything. But women usually introduce other men to other people. You know, women, women tend to be more open and free and sociable sometimes and more encouraging to meet other people. And I think that creates that community uh, mindset. 
So they're more versatile, they're more honest. And then and then at the same time, I think that increases more income too because they meet other people. Especially if the woman works or just yet yeah, cuz works is a whole it's a very broad term. But if cuz she can stay she can be at home and work. She can be out of the house and work. But if she's bringing in an extra income of any kind with her own business or whatever she she may be doing, you know, or, you know, like I was doing hair, like I'm still a hairstylist. I was doing hair. I was making things, you know, I was able to cultivate that extra income within my own home at some point in time. And I worked as well outside the home. And so me cultivating those skills within me, I was able to bring extra income. And so anyways, I, I just really want, I just really want us to get a really serious look at the ring, you know, or a serious look at why are, why are guys running from the ring, you know, and just to close it out that, you know, at the end of each game or the game of life, there has to be some kind of prize. Like if you run the race, you know, you get a reward, you get a prize, you get something, but it differs for men and women. For a man, the woman is a prize. Like you getting a woman of your dreams. You getting you getting that you getting that woman that you want to love and that woman that you can see you having yourself having a future with. That is you. That's that's your prize. But for the woman, the ring is the prize. And the, uh, like being married is the prize. That's the prize for the woman. Believe it or not. And it's more than just a piece of jewelry. It's more than a piece of earth, <laughs> a coal that, that's been beat into submission, kind of, or a piece of coal that's, that's a really, really bad analogy. But, you know, it's, it's a, a ring is more than this coal that's been cultivated and grimed and made and formed and into a diamond or whatever. If it's sapphire, I mean, if it's... <laughs> whatever other, if it, it can be emerald, whatever, whatever, whatever texture, whatever the ring is, it, it's more than just that. It's, it's a show that you love her. It's a show that you're committed to her. It's a show that she will be protected and she have that security. It's, it's a show that she can have that community, that family that she desires. You know, marriage is... More of this, it's not social, but marriage is more of this, I don't know, I don't know how to even put it, but marriage for a woman, it's not social, it's not outwardly. It's more of an internal thing for her because it lets you, it lets the guy know, it, it lets the world know this man loves me. And I think just having that level of commitment to one woman, or if you want to poly multiple women, however you're going to do it, if you're to bigamy, whatever you are into, now I don't judge, but the the ring it means it it is a validation for her, you know, and despite what society may think, and despite what stats may think, it really is more of an internal thing for her because all a woman wants to do is be loved 
and be seen as the apple of your eye. And that ring says that, you know, that attention you gives her says that, you know, you being committed to her and only her says that you having sex with just her. It says that. And if you and uh, if you follow Devon, I think at least it was something they said. And I'm going to be done with that. I know I'm like a Baptist preacher right now, but it was it was a segment from their podcast. And he was saying, you forced me into my monogamy. And she was like, no, we were together. And I thought we, we, we were going somewhere, but we wasn't. But instead of, you know, so what she said, so instead of, you know, trying to make you be committed to me, I gave you an option. I told you this is where I'm going, you know, and and this is what I'm going to do. You can go with me. And it was just this big, it was like this big flack behind, like, oh, he's a narcissist. Oh, this is this. Oh, he uh, he was trying to gaslight her. And I looked at that video like at least five times, ten times probably, because I'm like, did he? And in some ways, it was both of them were was telling the truth, because for her, it was more. She was saying, I have standards. My standard. Even though we we've been doing this thing, we've been living together, whatever we've been doing, but my standard, I, I lifted my own standard. I didn't need you to lift my standard. But for him, he was saying you forced me into monogamy because you want because you lifted your standard. So in a way, he was. It was some. It was some level of something because for her to lift her standard, it made him want to be the man that he needs to be. It made him grow up to be the man that he needed to be. It made him uh, to have that transition. So he felt bitter because of the transition that he had to go through. And he put it on her. So whatever, if it's gaslighting, whatever, I believe that it was some level of that in that, in the comment that he made or the comments that he made in that, that particular segment. Because she never demanded him to get married to her. She 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 simply lifted her standard. And I think as women, if I think as a woman myself, if a, if women today were, were to lift our standards, I think men will meet it. And I think the state of the relationships, it really is in a woman's hands because, you know, despite this, this is it's a wise saying or this being known as the man's world. It's women's world because women out here, they are here. Uh, they are here owning jobs. They're the teachers. They're the ministers. Like everywhere you see, you're going to see a woman. Even in the beginning of civilization, women ruled even even before certain religions uh, gave male deities gave the deities uh, masculine features and masculine names. It was women. It was women that ruled these kingdoms. Uh, women have literally ruled kingdoms in pre-Jesus uh, times. So the thing is, I think as women, we need to, for all women that's listening, I think we need to really get to a place of just re- regaining our power without, without, Demasculating the man. It's a way to be feminine. It's a way to show 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 our power, ladies, without making a man feel less than than, than make him feel less than he really is. And a woman has power. 
a woman, she possesses great, a great amount of feminine power and that feminine power. It don't, you don't have to have those same standards. You don't have to work the best job. You don't have to uh, make the most money. You don't have to be as strong as a woman. A woman can be soft. A woman can be firm. Betty, I say firm. A woman can be firm and just hold her own and still be seen equally as powerful as a man. A woman's uh, sensuality and sexuality is a big part of her power and her owning her sexuality, her being able to wear perfumes and her being able to have beautiful skin, her being beautiful. I think that's a big part of being feminine and powerful. A woman that knows that she's beautiful and is not trying to compare herself to other uh, women. I actually have a couple things that actually may help a woman really walk into her power and therefore not trying to force a man to be her image. And there are seven steps. First of all, be receptive. Two, be polite. Never underestimate the power of a smile and being sweet. Three, Having emotional intelligence, that means being able to effectively heal our past wounds. Four, pamper ourselves. Keep ourselves up. That's the clear skin. That's the working out. That's keeping uh, like uh, eating uh, the things you need to eat. I mean, that's and having mental, spiritual, physical and uh, beauty. Five, embracing other women and not being jealous. I posted something on Facebook and I found it on Instagram, I think. And it says, all women are beautiful, but I'm the blueprint. I had somebody say, oh, you shouldn't put yourself over people. But yes, you do. You should. Because you are the blueprint. You are the blueprint in your own world. And so you have to make sure that you stay that. And you're going to, with that mindset, you will continue, like, you will not be jealous of other women. Because you know that your beauty and who you are is just as unique. And you have to read the room. You got to be able to tell who's who. You got to be able to be discerning. You have to uh, tap into your God power and realize that God has given us ability to discern and given us intuition. And last but not least, we have to master the art of attracting and, and persuading. That means we have to allow our energy to introduce us. So, lady, like these seven things that I just, that I just stated, being receptive, being polite, being a heavy emotional intelligence, pampering ourselves, embracing other women and not being jealous and reading the room, but better yet being more discerning and allowing our energy to introduce us. I think this right here will actually prepare us for marriage so that once we actually get into that place where we are with that person or those people or whatever your lifestyle is, it will allow us to be more. Yes, more receptive. And honestly, it will help us redefine whatever that need, whatever needs to be redefined in that relationship or those relationships. Because I'm saying those relationships because everybody is monogamous. So whatever you choose to do. But the whole purpose of this segment was to really point out the, the purpose of marriage and to point out that 
guys fear marriage the most, even though they benefit the most of it. Because as women, we're okay by ourselves. But a man, no, a man is not okay by himself. A woman can be alone by herself. Even in the Bible, <laughs> uh, God even said a man is not uh, not good alone. You know, he created a help me. So that woman was, uh, a woman is here, not saying primarily, but a woman is here to help a man. As well as a man is here to help a woman. But a woman is just someone that's going to guide the man. The woman is here to guide the man. You know, not to be a trophy or anything. But yeah, so as women, we have to embrace the power that God has given us. God has given us the power to lead. And so when a guy would say a, a woman would nag or a woman, you know, would not allow him to be a man. Well, that's what we're here for. We're here to guide you. We're here to be that for you. But I think women now are out of alignment of, of, of their feminine, their feminine, their feminine selves. They, they don't allow themselves to be what we're here for. And so in this, in the art of marriage, and if you're in a place where you're engaged or maybe you're, you're trying to decide whether or not you want to be with this person, don't allow the fear of responsibility guys to hinder you or stop you from pursuing their relationship with that woman. Because I'm going to tell you something. Marriage is a beautiful thing and you men get more benefits than women. The thing is, we're having children alone. We get we, like, like we're having children, whether in a marriage or outside of a marriage. We are fulfilled with just children, honestly. <laughs> so technically, a woman don't really need a man, technically. But the guy does provide the safety and the security that a woman needs. A woman can have that by herself. It's like a man. He can have he can have sex. He can have those things by himself. But I think God created us to co-inhabitate together. And I think that's the purpose of marriage. And marriage isn't to be uh, isn't here to, so you can be happy. I believe marriage is a way of kind of forcing us to see the duality of God. And when you see the feminine and the masculine come together, that's the beauty of it. This is my opinion. I really do. I do really do believe that God has created a duality within a woman and man. Now, if you're hetero, if you're homosexual, a man, a man, a woman, a woman, whatever you want, however you want to say it, it applies to everyone across the board. But I do. I believe because we have masculine and feminine in us. Like a man can have testosterone and estrogen. So we have we have duality within our own bodies. So you don't need to be with a woman or a man or man to man or woman to woman or just a man to woman. But anyways, I just hope that this segment has helped you. Maybe maybe help you rethink what marriage is and why marriage is really is a good thing. It's not a bad thing, despite what society will show you. It's not. I mean, you're going to be have bored sex and no, it's fun. It's a way to grow and transition to become our better selves. But anyways, I hope that everything was said, you know, as far as the information. And check out Steve, uh, Steve Knock and check out feminine qualities and check out just why men are afraid to commit. You know, but anyways, until next time, you will. I'll actually be speaking on shacking in the next segment. So. Just check out for that. 
It's going to be very interesting. Again, remember that out of the heart flows the issues of life. The heart doctor.